This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast on a Monday morning here in London. Let's join Oanda Senior Market Analyst in Singapore, Kelvin Wong. Good morning from London. Good afternoon to you, sir. Morning to you, Johnny. We've got a full week coming up after last week's shorter week here in the UK and uh, some elsewhere. Let's start with the latest from where you are and the China stock market. A bit of relief for the China stock market and uh, a big rise today for Hong Kong. Yes, uh, what we see over here is uh, kind of a follow-through, especially on the Hong Kong stock market. Bear in mind that the Hang Seng Index uh, is actually closed on last Friday due to a typhoon warning. So this is more of a lagging positive if, uh, impact of, as you see, uh, up 2.5% today. But whereas we start to see two consecutive gains on the China benchmark indices, where the CSI 300, which was actually open for trading last Friday, and today is actually up by 1.5%. So the current uh, feel-good factor in this uh, China stock market and its related uh, proxies is actually due to the fact that uh, one of its major Chinese property developer, which is the eye of the storm right now, which is Country Garden, has this uh, massive liquidity crunch problem where they actually uh, unable to actually meet its uh, timely uh, bond repayment in terms of principles and in terms of the uh, coupon payment in the coming few weeks. So actually, there was actually a upcoming bond payment onshore and offshore on payment that is due this week. So on last Friday, they managed to have negotiation with its creditors to allow them to have a brief breathing space of a grace period to actually extend this bond payment, which is due this week, to another week. So uh, given the negotiation has been rather smooth, so that actually kind of a triggered this um, positive feedback loop in the Chinese uh, stock market. But however, uh, quite interestingly over here is the positive momentum in this uh, CSI 300 and the Hansing Index is not being reflected on the FX market if you look at the Chinese offshore and the CNH. So in fact, the CNH didn't actually rally against the dollar. So in fact, it started to actually weaken slightly against the dollar in today's trading session right now, uh, down slightly by 0.05%. What's interesting over here is that the dollar CNH uh, rate, which is popular uh, being quoted, means the dollar as a base currency versus the Chinese offshore yen as a variable currency. It actually managed to actually uh, stage a rebound of a key support level at 7.2330. So we see a bit of hesitant uh, in the FX market uh, where market participants don't really kind of a uh, have 100% faith in this ongoing uh, bullish momentum that is being seen in the uh, stock market. So what we could see over here is that uh, potentially if we, if the dollar CNH starts to pierce up above 7.3, the intermediate resistance, so a psychological level, that could actually potentially uh, derail or put a bit of damper on the current uh, short-term bullish momentum that's being seen in the China stock market as well as the Hong Kong benchmark indices. Okay, Kelvin, let's look at the week to come. And we've got the RBA tomorrow, and we're not expecting at this stage uh, any change in the interest rate, are we? Yes, precisely. So uh, do not forget, this will be the last monetary policy meeting that's being chaired by the current RBA governor. So I believe that using this last meeting, she does not want to rock the boat. 
and also given the fact that uh market is not expecting uh a hike or a a hike in the interest rate based on survey the economist survey so economists as a whole on aggregate they're expecting no change on the policy cash rate uh 4.1% so if it's uh, maintaining at 4.1% for tomorrow it will be the third consecutive month of no change in terms of uh, monetary policy out from Australia. So the reason being said that over here is RBA could actually offer to be less hawkish at this point in time. Why? Because we start to see a clear slowdown in inflationary pressure in Australia. So based on the latest uh, monthly uh, CPI indicator for July that was released, uh, I think last yeah, last week or so ago, for the July figure, it has slowed down to 4.9% year on year from 5.4% year-on-year recorded in June. So the 4.9 year-on-year print in July is the slowest pace of increase since February 2022. So uh, that also came in below consensus of 5.2%. So that being said, right, uh, very interestingly, if you look at the futures pricing, that is slightly different from the economist's expectation. So based on uh, futures traders uh, on the interest rate, uh, they're actually expecting a slight chance, a 40% chance of a 25 basis point cut tomorrow uh, on the RBA uh, policy cash rate to 3.85%. Yeah, a slight chance, uh, not like 30% or 50%. So there could be a chance that during the policy statement, there could be a tilt towards more of a dovish tone. So if that could actually uh, start to materialize tomorrow, Potentially, we could see the Australia dollar facing a bit of downside pressure. So what we could see in the last couple of sessions, especially since uh, last week, towards the last uh, week of uh, August, uh, we see a bit of rebound uh, off from the Australia dollar. So that also could actually bear hand-in-hand -hand with the current uh, positive sentiment that was seen in the China stock market, given the fact that the Aussie dollar has a close, kind of a direct close relation with the performance of the China stock market. So that could actually explain that, that little bounce that we've seen in the uh, one and a half week ago. But what's interesting over here is that there's a key short-term resistance that uh, the Australia dollar, the Aussie dollar, refused to break, which is at 65.10. So this level, 65.10, was actually tested again on last Friday, exposed non-farm payroll before price action give up its gain. And right now, there's an intermediate support level at 64.40. So uh, if tomorrow we could see a breakdown below 64.40 due to a much more dovish tilt, uh, in the outcome of the RBA uh, monetary policy meeting, the Australia dollar could see further potential downside to test retest this uh, minor range support at 63.85 that is in place since 17th of August uh, this year. A little bit closer to home where you are, there's going to be a, a fair amount of Chinese data out this week starting tomorrow. Yes, so the fact that we have this uh, non-government compiled advertising uh, services PMI for August, so the expectation is about having a forecast to be about at 54, almost unchanged uh, for July's reading of 54.1. So it seems to me that this market is actually, the consensus is still expecting a pretty much resilient services uh, sector in China, given the fact that perhaps it's due to uh, more of a local tourism uh, that is still pretty much holding the fort. And next up next will be the balance of trade data for China as well for the month of August. They'll be out on Thursday. So uh, market participants will be uh, looking at the export growth uh, to actually determine the gauge of a um, current uh, weak external demand environment. Uh, and also last but not least, on the weekend on Saturday, uh, we have the inflationary data out from China. 
uh, both CPI and PPI. So market will keep a close watch whether has the particular deflationary uh, growth in China starts to abate. Uh, because if you look at the manufacturing PMI data that was out uh, last week, uh, the government compiled MPS data, it did show size, a bit size of uh, input prices starts to actually stabilize. So uh, pretty much interesting to see uh, this coming weekend, uh, what will be the, out uh, the outcome for this uh, CPI data and PPI data out from China. Kelvin, very interesting indeed. Have a great week and we'll speak to you again very soon. Likewise. Thank you. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.